Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like uh, historical settings and literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our own reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith, so we hope you'll check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, on today's podcast, uh, as Randy talked about on Sunday, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into um, the, the the hero Israel. The the you say Shema, I've always said Shema, so I, I'm like it's. I don't want to. We don't want to be like one of those one of those things, right? Where we're like, well, you know, this is the way that I say <laughs> it, it's it. It's the southern yeah. Illinois, or it's it's a southern a, Missouri farm boy. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say Shema because that's what you said, and that's mm. what people. But I can't. I can't do it. So I'm sorry. Well, if we're Shimon <laughs> or Shema, you know. <laughs> but that's what we want to uh, to discuss today. Um, and, uh, just talk about, uh, well, Randy, why don't you uh, get us started here? You've got some, some ideas about that. Well, as I've been thinking about, uh, about that in this conversation, uh, with this uh, teacher of the law, I just, uh, reflect back on what it is because the children of Israel throughout their whole history had so many great tools given to them and yet. They seem to find themselves strained so often and so far. And so did they simply not practice uh, what they were taught? Um, or did they practice it and they practiced it so long it no longer had meaning? Um, or um, I think about them and then I think about us today uh, in, in the church here in, in America and some of the struggles we have to stay I don't want to say faithful to the church because there is a degree to that, but I'm really interested in being faithful to the Lord and to the kingdom. And um, what is it that we do? What is it? I ask myself because I'm talking with the guys on Wednesday mornings uh, about what is it that you have to share with others that you can share in a way if somebody doesn't know Christ and you can talk about that and trying to draw that out of them. Um, and so what is it that I do? that at this stage in my life, I'm more committed and more convinced than I've ever been uh, and try to try to share that in a way that would be helpful to others. I wonder if we need to um, recap um, Sunday a little bit um, in case those that are listening to the podcast haven't heard it or haven't um, watched that sermon um, talking about Jesus. Um, um, it was, we're, we're the sermon series we're going through Holy Week and and yesterday you talked about um, uh, Tuesday of Holy Week is that mm-hmm. where you were mm-hmm. um, where Jesus was um, confronted by the, um, the 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 law and said um, you know what's the greatest commandment um, and Jesus said love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul and strength and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself and looking back at um, the Shema, or as Isaac would say, the Shema <laughs> from Deuteronomy. Um, and uh, really, you know, that is, that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? I mean, um, the thing that I, I love about that passage, one of the things I love about that passage in the Old Testament is that um, they say, you know, put it everywhere and and teach your children and your children's children. 
Um, and and I don't know that we have anything like that that we teach our children or our children's children. We we try to teach them the basics, um, but um, are we intentional about that? So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what is relatable in our culture necessarily, but you're right. The Israelites had all these things that that should have kept them on track. And well, I think one of the relatable things is um, it was done. This prayer was prayed twice daily, um, in the morning and at night. And so, uh, I think one of the relatable things, at least for me, is I have what I call a daily quiet time. Um, I go to my prayer closet, which is generally uh, in my office chair or in my high back wing back chair in my study <laughs> upstairs. So I'm going to interrupt you for just a second because you use that phrase often, uh, prayer closet, and I th- I don't know that people know what that right that is. What do you mean by that, Randy? What are you referring to? Is it a reference? Is it a what is it? Well, it, it's it's a reference, um, and I can't I can't remember the the scripture text, but it talked about going to your closet to pray. Mm-hmm. And so I've uh, ever since I was in the Navigators, we call we call that space wherever it happens to be, right. and it may be in my office, it may be in the car, it could be any in a motel room if I'm traveling, uh, but my place where I go and connect with God and meet with Him. Um, every day, right? And this is a kind of opposed to a to a, a public gathering of prayer. This is right. A, this is a private or, or a, right. a personal, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So um, now I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. You That's go there right. every day. Yeah. You uh, oh, you start your day. Yeah, there. I, I was yeah. thinking about the daily things. I've often thought about that in the sense of uh, uh, our our friends from the Muslim faith. How committed they are to praying uh, throughout the day, and our Jewish brothers and sisters, how committed they are to praying throughout the day. And I'm clear that I don't fit into either one of those theological realms, but I've been fascinated by the fact how often a day um, do we go to prayer. And I kind of have this running conversation with God all day long. Um, but that can be dangerous because if the day gets really busy, how and how much conversation is there. And I've thought about um, is there value in teaching folks, practicing myself first and then teaching folks um, to, to set aside multiple times of the day to talk with God or to focus on God or, or whatever. And we've, simp- we've recently started the practice that uh, um, uh, in the evening before we go to bed, we have some stuff laying beside our bed, and that causes us to – it just happens to be a Billy Graham devotional I found at the moment. Not particularly deep, but it draws us together, and then it draws us into a prayer time. And um, that uh, – I don't know if that's tied with praying in the morning and praying at night. That was not the intent. Mm-hmm. The intent was that's generally the only time that we're close to being in the same place at the same time. <laughs> so what can we do, though, or what can we say, or what can we teach to help folks stay more connected with God? We see, and this is not criticism, it's just observation. We see folks in worship um, less now than we probably ever have across the board. Um, 
how are we feeding our souls? How are we caring for ourselves? Um, and that just continues to be a burden for me. Um, you know, if I get with a bunch of guys, and it's usually guys, um, <clears throat> and um, the language flows freely mm-hmm. without restraint, mm-hmm. before long I pick that up. We pick up habits of folks that we spend time around and with. Um, and so if we're not spending time with brothers and sisters thinking on God's things, then it's not necessarily we're thinking on bad things, but how focused are we on loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength? That's a pretty clear command. That's not a suggestion, I don't think. Um, and searching out what it means with all of my mind. Now, that's getting easier because I have less mind now than I used to have. <laughs> all of my mind, all of my heart, all of my emotions, my desires, my will, uh, to give a check on those on a regular basis. Maybe even, you know, sometimes we focus on Lent as a time of reflection, but I don't think, I think there has to be a Lenten season in our lives. I don't know, maybe once a day for me. Um, I'm not even sure once a week is adequate. That's where I think about um, uh, spiritual formation groups, small groups, um, my covenant group. I have a clergy group that meets together, and um, um, that's what we do at that point. How are you? How is it with your soul? How are you with loving the Lord your God with all your strength? Whatever that is, I just went blank. Um, How are you doing that? Um, And I know I need some accountability because I may be um, a little easy on myself. Um, and so um, that particular accountability group with other clergy um, helps me to, to stay where I need to stay. Um, it's just helpful for me. So for you, then, it becomes in a group experience as much as your own personal experience? Well, yeah, the, um, the group experience is, um, uh, is part of that, is helping me to be accountable to, am I doing this in a personal experience? You know, um, we often will say, um, you know, how, how is it with your soul? How are you? Um, what, how is your prayer time? Um, uh, how is your witness? How is your, you know, we'll go through the list. And um, not that that doesn't take um, the place of doing it privately. It's asking me if I'm doing it privately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest, I'm not nearly as... Um, and you know this, I'm not nearly as disciplined as you are in terms of getting up in the morning and having that. I'm lucky to just get up in the morning. Um, so the more <laughs> uh, and making it to work. Um, so that's not my time. Um, that would be the best time, but that's not my time. And so then to find another time for that is is important. And um, um, and that's that's always it, my whole life has been a struggle in terms of, of having that designated time for that. Well, that designated time is critically important for me to stay focused on mm-hmm. who I am, whose I am, and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, even gathering um, in groups is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Gathering for worship once, twice, three times a week in some format uh, just not is not sufficient for me. Maybe that's because I'm a bigger sinner. I don't know. I just need to... <laughs> I just I have to have that daily quiet time to be able to deal with and maintain. Oh, Gil Rundle calls it the non-anxious presence, not to become the 
part of the problem, but to somehow help folks navigate through the issues. Um, I need that daily uh, connection with God to make that work. Yeah. Um, you know, my approach is a, um, trying to think of a good metaphor here. Um, it, it's kind of a both and sort of, um, which all of the things that you've described up to this point are, are both and, um, but recognizing that, that I think is as humans, we're, we're kind of multi-layered, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, beings sort of, mm-hmm. and we have a social component, uh, you know, we have, uh, what I would call an interior, uh, component. And I think we have, um, what I would call, uh, you know, um, a spiritual component or a, a, a connection with the divine kind of uh, component. And that the three of those um, are really, it, it's not about balance, but they're all working to, to, to help one another in kind of a, that, that idea of a virtuous circle that mm-hmm. each helps uh, shore up the other one that each is giving and receiving much like the Trinity anyway. Right. Um you know, that, that one gives life to the other and the other receives life and then it gives and then it receives. And so, uh, you know, you can think about these areas as, as anchors that you work from, but not absolute requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, you can think about them, I think as helpful to each other while not sufficient alone. And I think those are all, you know, things that you're describing for your, for you, Randy, you can't have it without, uh, having a, a dedicated anchor, you know, internal time, you know, the, the group doesn't help that. Debbie, you say I can't, the, the group has to be the the organizing factor for the other things. Um, and uh, I, I spend my time jumping back and forth kind of between mm-hmm. those, those two poles. I, uh, I really uh, uh, appreciate uh, the structure that, um, the church has given to spirituality, uh, over time. Um, and so for me, things like, um, what's called the, the divine office or the, the daily office, which is a, you know, a, a, a centuries and millennia old, uh, kind of reading of scripture that is carefully divided out and put in, you know, a, a time format, um, is helpful in the mornings um, or in the morning time, um, but it's also meant to be prayed, you know, as a as a group too. So it's kind of a it's kind of a both and. Even if there's not people there, um, you know, it's mainly psalms. But um, but I think what I've what I've appreciated as of late is the the interconnectedness. I think of those kinds of experiences um, in prayer to say that. Uh, you know, pri- what I'll call private, because I think things can be personal even when they're shared in group sure. experiences. But what I would call that private uh, interior moment, um, if that's not helping me see the world in a different way, if that's not helping me um, love my neighbor better, uh, then it it might not be what it needs to be. And so it doesn't become the foundational kind of locus of of everything but it it sits within this kind of space of three where you know the community is 
pushing back against what I'm doing in private. What I'm doing in private is pushing back against the community, how the two of those things are, uh, you know, coinciding with uh, scripture and the presence of God in both private and communal life. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, so it's a real kind of a, a messy um, affair mm-hmm. to be sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I think, I, I think for me, that's the, the structure that kind of helps frame that messiness, uh, is important. The messiness in and of itself is important. And, uh, the, you know, the attempt to kind of demystify that, uh, I just leave that, uh, <laughs> aside that, that doesn't, that I, I could sit and go, what does it mean to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And, not have that figured out for the mm-hmm. rest of my life and be sure. okay with that and, sure. and go, boy, there's so much more uh, to this. I'll, I'll, I'll have something new on this tomorrow. Maybe that might be interesting mm-hmm. or I'll be able to live that out in a different way tomorrow. Like there is no end to that. Uh, there's no, there's no binary to that. Like now it's not known and now it's known. Right. Like that's completely counterproductive, I think to any kind of, any kind of prayer really. You were talking about what you used for a scripture reading. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us more about that, because I, I think there's a number of folks out yeah. here that want to learn how to do that. But when we say, I have a daily quiet time and I read God's Word, that's so overwhelming. Right. Or I pray in my prayer time, that's so overwhelming. Right. Um, we don't know where to start. Yeah. So let me actually just pull it out here, because it's easier to look at. Uh, so for me, this is a, just a, again, it's a collection that the, the church has used for a long time, and it's basically set up uh, in the sense of there's uh, a psalm or two that's, that's picked out. So we're all familiar with the psalms. They're, they're short. Um, they're, they're pithy. They're, they're pretty good poetry in that sense. Unless it's Psalm 119. It's Psalm yep. 119, and then it goes on forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then there's usually a, a reading from uh, one of the prophets, uh, whether it's uh, you know one of the short ones, one of the longer ones from the Old Testament. Uh, there's usually a reading from um, one of the epistles and one of the gospels, and then those are kind of set within... Uh, prayers that are kind of written out to help you pray for the day. So very short Mm -hmm. kind of responsory prayers that are not necessarily my own words, but, uh, you know, inform my own words and help give structure uh, to those words. So it's a very, uh, you can find it online in all kinds of ways, just by Googling daily office. It's, you know, originally because, you know, the Catholic church used to be the only church. Mm -hmm. uh, It comes out of that tradition, uh, but there are, there are Protestant versions of it. Phyllis Tickle um, is a is a good um, version of that. Um, we'll put links to all this in there, so you don't have to go searching for it. But uh, you know that is that is a, a roughly five five minute kind of exercise that is a great launch pad for the rest of the day for me, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, and does it happen every morning? No, it doesn't happen every morning. When it does happen in the morning, am I more uh, focused for the day? Most likely. If I get to it later in the day, is it a terrible thing? Not always. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, the, and yeah. the cool thing about that kind of practice is that that keeps me from going to my favorite ones all the time. Nothing wrong with going to your favorite scripture passages, no. but, um, but when you stay there... Um, then that can be limiting. Right. And so um, 
that's why I like using something like like you suggested. Um, and there are lots of those that um, you just just comes to your phone, um, right? You know, or comes right. to your email box or whatever. And I'll tell you, you know, it's not it, it's not. I think we kind of really put a very um, very big expectations on these moments mm-hmm, for us. Right, right. And so there are days where I pray through this and I go, eh. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that's, boy, that's wacky today. <laughs> you know, like for instance, because the version that I use just for today, like the version that I use is, is a very Roman Catholic kind of a version. Mm-hmm. And so today was like the feast of St. Joseph and it was all like wacky, wacky <laughs> Joseph stuff in some sections. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not even Christmas. Like, why are we it's talking about, Christmas. why are we talking about Joseph? Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there, there are moments where, and, and I don't, you know, that could come back later and be super uh, helpful and insightful some way down the road. I don't know. You know, I'm just, right. I'm, I'm being uh, persistent at scripture uh, understanding that there will be a day when that uh, is useful. I, right. And I think that's the thing is like you you have to build all of this on the assumption that it's not immediate uh, mm-hmm. gratification, that you're shaping your soul, which is a, a very long-term mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I think as you do it, you begin to appreciate it, but it does take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'll use, and I I change seasons, and and I don't have a plan for that or a pattern, but there'll be a season where I pick up the lectionary readings for the day, Mm -hmm. and we'll use those for two or three weeks or four weeks. Yeah, we could put a link to that, too. Right. Or pick Mm -hmm. up the Book of Common Prayer. Yep. Uh, Do that less now because my Book of Common Prayer is, the type is so small in it, I can't (laughs) read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and these are all similar resources. <clears throat> right, what yes. you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, last summer we had summer in the Psalms, and I'd let that be my focus throughout the summer, mm-hmm. reading the Psalms. Partly because I just wanted to to just bathe my spirit in that, and partly because we were teaching that on Sundays for a while. Right. Um, and then sometimes I'll pick up things like uh, Oswald Chambers. I have his whole big thick book. Of works and I just resonate with chambers. Sure, um, but there might be other people that that you resonate with, and it, I don't know that what you use is important as that you do something, that you do something to grow your soul or something to shape your heart or mm-hmm. something to, to maybe remind you uh, or remind your will or your desires of the day that God is here and uh, he has uh, he has a thought or two on that as well. I think, you know, Isaac made a good point when he talked about um, um, how you feel or whatever at the end of it. I used to think early in my uh, Christian life that those times of devotion, those quiet times, um, I should have this uh, mountaintop experience when I have those. And and I thought I was doing it wrong right? uh, because because I, I would come out of it and go... Okay, I'm done with that now. Um, and uh, I had a, a spiritual director um, early in my ministry, uh, a, just this sweet, wonderful uh, Roman Catholic sister um, who I met with once a week. And um, she, you know, kind of laughed and said, you know, you're not going to have that every time. It's really okay. And, yeah. and, it, and I liken it to conversations you and I have, Randy, just as husband and wife. Um, and I don't mean to insult you, Randy, but sometimes they are superfluous conversations. I know you're hurt, aren't you? They don't really mean a lot, but it's like, well, we talked. 
Um, all of them aren't like that. Um, but the conversations that we have, um, whether I'm interested in them or not, all those. <laughs> You mean, in other words, you didn't care that Duke lost last night? Duke lost? Oh, no, I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> but if you care. Yeah, it's a basketball thing, Yeah, but if you care, I care. Um, just not as much. <laughs> and so those conversations, we have to continue to talk, mm-hmm. even if they aren't all deep conversations. Right. Um, and that builds our relationship. And the same is true with my relationship with God. Right. Um you know, my side isn't going to always be deep. And very often, the deepest stuff comes when I'm not expecting it, not during that quiet time, but during something happens during the day and and God just kind of just, I don't know, ha- something happens. <laughs> if you're thinking about um, about how to begin to shape this or form this, look at today's uh, Daily Connection. Isaac wrote that. Uh, three dimensions of prayer relative to yesterday's sermon, sure, um, right. and uh, I thought that was excellent. I thought this could be a pattern folks could use to begin to develop a pattern. Right. Yeah, it, it really is. And the, I mean, the, the Shema in and of itself, I mean, is that kind of mm-hmm. triune pattern that, that we are I mean, honestly, you know, I think the whole world runs on that that kind of mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> that kind of form and uh, and being, but it's very easy to it's very easy to remember, um, and I think it's a great a great start mm-hmm. uh, for for anyone. But you know, even if you're just having, even if that is a little too involved, um, I think we have to remember that that there are even these kind of one sentence, you know, other traditions would maybe call them the mantras. And so I want to be very careful Mm -hmm. here, uh, not to be afraid of that, but at the same time, that is a, it's also centering what we would call in the Christian tradition, centering prayer, Mm -hmm. um, which is just, again, calling out to God for, uh, help in a moment, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Lord, help me, Lord, you know, the the traditional setting of that is Lord, make haste to to help me. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, we don't, speak like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I think even your, the way that you position yourself in that very simple prayer is the beginning of what prayer is about. It's about understanding who we are in relationship with God and in relationship with one another in relationship to the world that we live in. And so uh, even something as small and seemingly insignificant as that during your day helps bring you back around to um, you know, the world put right mm-hmm. by God. Right. And so I think that uh, e- even though you might think of it as a, a calming or a breath exercise, it's really, it's more than that. And it um, it really begins that journey into um, these richer experiences that, that come and go, you mm-hmm. know, honestly. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. all, we only hear about the good ones, right? I mean, right. those are the ones that make it to the books. Those are the ones that make it to sermons. Those are the ones that make it to blog posts. Those are the ones that make it mm-hmm. to, you know. And we have to remember that there's a lot in Scripture that's pretty darn, you know, boring and, and mm-hmm. uninteresting in mm-hmm. some ways. And um, some of it's dark and hard to read. That too. Some of it's difficult. That too. Um, but just simply opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit and saying, right. I invite you in at this point in the day. I've got 10 minutes here. I invite you in to help shape and mold me. I think it's just a wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I used to have, um, 20 years ago, um, I had as a screensaver, um, God's in charge. And when I would, um, not be at my computer or not doing something on it, you know, that would pop mm-hmm. up. And I couldn't think of it until just a little while ago. I, yesterday um, during worship, I was thinking, what was it that I put in that? Right. And it was that yeah. God's in charge. Yep. And that would be another one, Holy Spirit, I invite you in, um, that I could put just something to remind me. Yeah, and I, lo- I love that kind of the placement of things in your physical space right. that you inhabit to... Right. To help you do that, like just this morning, um, well, last night, uh, Hannah's job is to take the recycling out, and uh, sometimes that, because it's in a cabinet and you can't see mm-hmm. it all the time, and when you open the door and it just kind of like all pours out, <laughs> you know, then it's time to change it. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't like to do that at, mm-hmm. when it's dark outside. Sure. Because, you know, the light doesn't come on and whatever. Yes. And all of that. And so, you know, how are you going to remind yourself to do that? Well, for her, she takes a piece of paper and sticks it in several different places. And I think that's, I think it's a great idea mm-hmm. for people who work in, in physical space well uh, to, to go ahead and put the, I mean, that's what Israel's doing right. in these moments. That's is right. Literally placing them on doorposts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, to, to say, look at this, remember right. this, this is important. And, uh, you know, we, maybe we need to do more of that. I think. I, Randy know. and I were talking, um, my first husband's grandmother, um, first husband's grandfather was Jewish. Uh, his wife had been Catholic and converted converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lived in a condo in Chicago. And um, uh, Gramps was uh, uh, a Jew kind of in name only. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, he could talk the talk if we asked him, but other than uh-huh. that, but Nana, um, would, they had a Shima on their, on their door going into yeah. their condo. And every, um, every time she went in, um, she would kiss her fingers and, and touch the Shima. Right. And, uh, the boy, our boys would say, what's Nana doing? Um, and it was just a good reminder to them. Now, um, Randy asked me if, uh, if Nana prayed the Shema. I don't know. Uh, but she, yeah. but, but that, uh, kissing it every time she went in and out was a reminder and, and reminder to her of what was in that. Right. Right. Um, and, and it was also, although I'm sure she didn't even notice, it was also a witness to my kids yeah. um, that Nana was was remembering that. Right. And, you know, again, did it have the same impact for her every single time she sure. did that? Probably not. Sure. But, you know, that's a glass half empty kind sure. of approach to these kinds of things where I think, yeah, but there are times when it is. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess you can run the numbers and maybe make a. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, not <laughs> that necessarily really, helpful. Yeah. That sounds really terrible. Yeah, it you does. Know, <laughs> you know, I, I think you you are appreciative when those when those practices that you've put in place, uh, you know, begin to take root and and grow something. And it's you know there are all kinds of different seasons for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always the same. So, yeah. yeah, but I, but I like those reminders. Oh yeah. Uh, whether it's uh, a shema on a doorpost or whether it's a, a screensaver, whether it's posted notes. Um, I had a friend that um, uh, drove to St. Louis every day. We were closer to St. Louis at the time, we were not from up here, but um, and uh, he would put a prayer list on his windshield, right. um, and in a safe way, um, he would use that time to to pray. Yeah. 
Um, and that was a very powerful time for him. Um, and as far as I know, he didn't ever have an accident while trying to <laughs> focus you on You only prayer. get in trouble praying and driving when you close your eyes <laughs> and you lift your hands in praise. Yes. Then it becomes dangerous. That's a problem. Yeah, sure don't does. do that. Sure <laughs> well, as we close this down here, any, any kind of last, last thoughts that we want to put out here for folks? The reason this seems hard is because, not because in and of itself it's hard, but the enemy would have us not stay connected because yeah. he has more play in our minds when we don't stay connected. Right. So if it's hard, it's okay. It's worth fighting through and fighting for, I think. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, thanks for listening uh, today. And we'd love to keep uh, the discussion going with you as always. If you have questions or comments uh, to add to the discussion, you can do that by following the link uh, in the Calvary app. Or if you're listening on the web, you'll find comments at the bottom of the page. Uh, if you're listening in a podcast app, um, there's uh, links in there somewhere. It just kind of depends on how you're doing it. So uh, check out the show notes for that. I will be back uh, next week with a deeper dive into the Wednesday of Holy Week. Some fun things going on on Wednesday. That's right. For sure. So until then, grace and peace.